America is changing. What was once an overwhelmingly Christian population has indeed diversified. Varying religious and non-religious groups have come to call the United States their home, and as such have added their values to the American cultural milieu. This is our freedom of religion carried out. Perhaps the Founding Fathers didn't know what they were starting, but we find ourselves in the most religiously diverse time in American history. As such, Christianity here in the States has been on a steady decline. No longer is the Bible the unwritten law of the land. What does it mean to work and live in an increasingly post-Christian society? How should the church view and engage with this cultural transition? And specifically, how does this affect the life trajectory and career paths of Christians? All that and more on Questions from the Pew. Welcome to Questions from the Pew, the intersection of faith and culture. We're your hosts, Reichert Zalametta. Yeah, I'm Lucas Manning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the age of American Christianity is slowly coming to a close, and people are wondering how to serve God in that kind of world. Um, yeah, just a couple examples of this. Fewer and fewer students are enrolling in Bible colleges and seminaries, right? I mean, honestly, uh, enrollment is on the decline it's overall, but specifically with Christian institutions. Right. Um, there's talks about removing tax exemptions for churches. Um, evangelicalism is now really being equated with the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like the window of doing God's work uh, is getting smaller and smaller as American culture becomes more and more post-Christian. Mm. Uh, so the question that we're asking is, what is a faithful Christian supposed to do Mm. yeah i mean there's kind of a couple of things with what you just said especially well like with with bible college right it's like it's it's becoming less and less of a viable career path right because i mean so i don't think the number is going down per se of christians but percentage wise Mm. i think it is and so therefore Mm -hmm. it's becoming increasingly impractical to get a Bible degree. I think we saw that it was... I think Newsweek? Yeah, Newsweek said that Biblical Studies was the least useful bachelor's degree that you can get. Which is great, because that's what I got my degree in. (laughs) Basically me. (laughs) Pastoral Studies, mine is even more focused, (laughs) so it's even less practical. Anyway, so, yeah, we're seeing kind of this this shift on what what is viable, especially for Christians um, and especially for people trying to do that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. Um, going into the ministry. I mean, Um, and then kind of what, what you were talking about with evangelicalism um, and the Republican party. I mean, even more so it's, yeah. I mean, it's Christianity as a whole. It's also white Christianity. Um, I got just a couple numbers here from the public religion research Institute. Um, And basically, so in 1976, so 81% of Americans identified as white and Christian. Mm. So wow. eight out of 10 people were white and Christian in America. Um, in 1996, so 25 years later, it was 65%. And then now it's only 30%. So only 30% mm. of people in America identify as white and Christian. Um, so it's just, I mean, especially that demographic. that So white folks are just declining generally. 
right and also christians <laughs> christian like christianity is also i guess on a steady decline yeah. especially over the past few decades because it was pretty steady before that um but the world's becoming a smaller place different people are moving to america and the right. west um i think it's that uh, that's a whole nother struggle in it right of right yeah as well. kind of a different thing but yeah. what that where that leaves us is i guess a like we said in the intro post-christian mm -hmm. society um so i guess for me a quick quick background i guess um i said this in our intro episode but i grew up in a church that was i guess postured itself against whatever was going on in the culture um and it always referred to itself as being under attack quote unquote. Um, and so I guess to me, I don't think I see the church as under attack from the culture. I don't think it's like an active thing. I guess more so it's just like a moving away of Christianity. Like this is where, this is where things have been. And so in, in that with Christianity being the majority, there's like a power and there's freedom, you know, majority rules mm -hmm. and all that. It's a very American thing. Um, so it feels like an attack when, there's less and less of you everywhere. You know what I mean? Right. It like it feels right. like an intrusion. When really it might just be the culture going in a different direction from what you're comfortable with. Um, and I guess to me, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Hmm. And especially for Christians, because I think that gives us an opportunity to live, like to to really impact people and like, I don't know, live Christianity out in a more like potent way. Mm -hmm. In a way maybe that's more true to like the early church because right. they certainly were not certainly were not the civil powers of their right. day right so i guess i mean when i guess it just i think the calling that that christians have can be lived out maybe even better in in a context that's not as christian right versus a con a civil context that yeah. is more so that's just thoughts yeah and me for me growing up i thought that I mean, I kind of uh, grew up in a similar context as you did growing up in a white suburban um, um, context. And so um, I grew up in the church. And f for me, the idea that there wasn't so much of an idea that it was us versus the world. Um, but it, there was an idea that if you wanted to do God's work uh, within the world, it had to to be within the context of the church. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't so much explicitly said from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. It was more so the culture that was built around that idea. Mm -hmm. um, and so growing up, I thought that uh, if I wanted to serve God, the best way to do that uh, was by becoming a pastor mm -hmm. or, or a ministry leader. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of the context that, that I grew up in. Um, and so there was, um, yeah, there was a, there was an implicit importance in certain mm -hmm. jobs as opposed to, to others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I went to Moody slash into pastoral studies mm -hmm. is because basically if you want to be a hardcore Christian, then you become either a pastor or a missionary. Right. And I was like, well, I like America, so I guess I'll <laughs> stay here. So I guess pastor it is. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's where a lot of church folks in America find themselves is I guess a hierarchy of mm. of job importance right. slash purpose like the yeah. purpose behind the job yeah, yeah that's kind of interesting I mean that that gets into a little bit about what we've been talking about about 
like an occupation versus mm-hmm. a vocation. So I don't know if you want to say something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, I think a lot of times the, the two terms are, are pretty much equated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I draw a difference or I draw a line, I draw a line of demarcation uh, between those two. Um, so vocation, I define it more along the lines of what people think as when think of when they when they say calling. Mm. Um, mm. So it comes with an innate ability to do a task or, or something like that, and, and there comes along with it also a love, a genuine love for the work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sense of fulfillment that comes with doing one's vocation or calling, mm-hmm. um, and that's not always the case with occupation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with occupation, it's more along the lines of um, of a type of work that brings home the bacon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we can't just live by just volunteering right. work and whatnot. So <laughs> we, we need money. And so the occupation is what, uh, what people pursue to bring in that money, whereas their vocation is where their heart really lies, and that's right. where their calling really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes those two blend together. Uh, mm-hmm. One could find their vocation in, in their occupation and that sort of thing. Right. And that's great. Um, but for a lot of people, I think there um, there is a very stark divide between the two. Mm-hmm. And the, the desire for them is to have those be one and the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think there's kind of an importance on both. Because one, you have to have an occupation to support yourself mm-hmm. and your family. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's a that's a good thing to pursue. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping yourself alive and the people you're responsible for. So I think that's a good thing to pursue. So I think occupation is very important. And then obviously vocation, if we, if we believe God's called us, which I would say, I believe that <laughs> as a Christian, I believe that then I think there's a specific way that we live out that calling. And so that's also important. I think, I think there's a tendency to elevate one or the other. So there's mm. folks who elevate the occupation, like let's let's get the money, yeah. which is, you know, that's fair. And then there's other people, especially our age people who are like, I'm not going to do anything unless I'm, you know, unless it's like what I want to do. Right. And they're still right. living with the parents, yeah. which is nothing you wrong with living with job. your parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I guess I think it's a healthy life cycle thing to yeah. make some money and move on with your life so i think think it's practical right yeah (laughs) bare minimum it's practical right this is mostly uh like millennial kind of like a white millennial thing i guess (laughs) but yeah anyway so yeah i don't or it's great when they both Mm -hmm. are the same thing yeah but both are important Mm -hmm. and probably both should be achieved i think but yeah i don't know yeah i think there's a healthy balance that needs to be struck Mm -hmm. between the two right Mm -hmm. um but what you were saying, like, it often becomes a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that hierarchy can be different depending on what your cultural background is. Mm-hmm. Because there are definitely some cultures that would elevate the occupation very high. And it's yeah. almost, like, that's almost the only thing that matters. Or it is the only thing that matters. I think that's very prevalent in, like, um, Eastern cultures. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, you, we know you want to follow your dreams and your passions. But how are you going to support yourself and your family? <laughs> Think about that first. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's, at least from some conversations I've had, um, some people see like the work, like say they go to be a doctor or something. 
um, because that's a very, you know, lucrative sure, and usually held in high esteem by culture's job. So they'll pursue that, like being a doctor, not because they want to be a doctor, but because it's like a sacrifice. Like mm-hmm. their work is a sacrifice for their family and like for even like for their extended family and that kind of thing. So, I mean, in, in that sense, like pursuing that occupation is almost a vocation mm. <laughs> in the sense like it's a calling. I mean, I mean, I guess that opens a big can of worms as to what importance do you put on like on an occupation or like on where where your desire for an occupation comes Mm -hmm. from Um, i guess my question is if if your culture values a certain occupation and let's just say your family wants you to pursue that occupation because it's held in high esteem makes a lot of money that's great to what extent do we follow that you know, that cultural calling almost to provide for your family and to do well versus perhaps you have an individual calling of, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I guess, how do you juggle the two? Hmm. Does that make any sense? That, yeah. No, that makes sense. That's a tough question. Right. Right. Because I think it it's different. Yeah. It's a very cultural thing. Right. I, I don't know if I, ha- I don't know. I don't if know I if there is answer. a good answer. Yeah. But but again, it brings it brings up the question of of hierarchy, right? Right, and so within let's let's not even take into account specifically cultural issues or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about specifically um, Christian, mm-hmm. like the, the world of Christianity, right? Right, right. So, do we? Pl- I think there are a lot there are a lot of times where we do place. Um, we place one thing over the other as, right. as more important. So well, maybe Christians like really elevate vocation. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's the most, like it's kind of like the gospel of poverty, right? Like yeah. if you have a lot of money, like you're not right. godly. So it's mm-hmm. like vocation is like the only thing that right. matters. Right. And I think it, it, because we use the language of calling and God's calling, mm. it brings to mind the idea that, well, this is what, God has meant for me to do mm-hmm. and anything else I do is going against his will. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a pretty dangerous thought. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, a perceived sacredness of, for example, full-time ministry uh, and the quote unquote secular right. occupations and vocations. Right. Um, and I don't think, right. I don't think there needs to. It's like if you work for Habitat for Humanity, you're like mm. the best person ever. Right. <laughs> or like, some people some some people might say, Well, why are you putting that much effort into oh, that as opposed to saving people's souls? Exactly. Wow. That's even more so yeah, so I guess yeah. I mean there's probably different depending on your church and what right. you think is important. Again, it goes back to like your cultural background, your right. your faith tradition and that sort of thing right. and what they held, hold in, in high esteem. Right. Um, I think overall, though, Christians have begun to adopt a pre-Reformation um, understanding of work, um, what I like to call historical relapse. Ooh, right. So there's the professional Christians versus lay people. There are those who are doing God's will and God's work and those who are doing the world's work. Right. Um, and it's, it's a really important. Uh, yeah, it's a really important topic for us to think through. Right. Um, because again, there are so many different uh, variables to take into account.
I guess the first thing that pops into my mind is why do we have to split the two? Mm. Or why does it have to be one or the other? Like an occupation versus mm-hmm. a vocation. Maybe that's what we're getting at. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that is what we're getting at. I mean, that's at least what I'm getting at. Right. Um, and, and it's important for, like, for Christians, for example, um, it's, for Christians, it's important to think through and find, you know, find a quote-unquote answer to because it, if it, if you don't think through those questions, it mm-hmm. separates, um, it separates the spheres of their world. Right. It separates their faith mm-hmm. from their daily life. Like now I'm working. Right. Now I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at church. Yeah. Right. Compartmentalization right. to a very unhealthy extreme. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause it's got, it's got eternal <laughs> right. ramifications. Right. Yeah. For right. Sure. Um, so it's important for Christians in that respect. And then um, for non-Christians, this creates an even bigger hurdle for them to jump over, right? right. When, when we think of, well, these people are doing the work of God. I'm not a Christian. I'm not serving in the church. Do they want me to do that? If I Right. Uh, do I have to change my career path all of a sudden? Right. And I would say sometimes like people in the ministry like propagate this a little bit maybe not Mm -hmm. maybe not uh on purpose or whatever yeah like i said i think it's implicit right yeah it's implicit and so then yeah i guess and i think that's a little backwards thinking as far as like christians go just because well one it's it's a little bit of an elitist like Mm. what we're doing right is better than what you're doing yeah (laughs) creates that dividing wall right yeah exactly which i think is not helpful mm-hmm. um one i think i've said this before but christ is a has was a friend to us and therefore like you know like we saw god and like we come to know god through his like mm-hmm. friendship with us this is coming from john 15 i believe anyway um so as such like we should be a friend to the world mm-hmm. in order to like show them god so having this like what you're doing has no merit or purpose. Right. I just feel like it's not it's not helpful. It's at a all. very arrogant yeah. thing. Yeah, to exactly. Not only say, but also to imply. Right, yeah. And it's yeah. Like you said, it just seems like outdated. Yeah. Like it's like the KJV. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Just throwing that For out our there. K- KJV only audience. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's very poetic. <laughs> It's nice. I grew up listening. Yeah, no, so I. I grew up on the KJV. Yeah, memorizing it too. Anyway, we love the KJV (laughs) here. We love it. It doesn't make any sense to me when I read it now. I'll be honest. I read it. I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Sorry if we isolated all the non-Christian people. Probably not. You probably know the King James Version. Or maybe that's the only version you think the Bible is. Yeah. Well, there's other versions that are easy to read. It is not the only version. It's a great version, but it's not the only version. (laughs) But going back. Anyway. <laughs> and we digress. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you were saying it's very arrogant to mm-hmm. basically say there's purpose behind our work as Christians mm-hmm. and as ministry leaders, people who are involved in ministry or in the pastorate. Right. Um, but you in the secular world, there's no purpose in right. your work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very dangerous, very arrogant thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Luther, the uh, great German reformer, had a lot to, to say about this. Mm-hmm. Um so Luther believed that uh, a Christian can do God's work no matter 
what his station is, no matter what his job might be. So one could serve God without going into the priesthood in his context, or for us, one can serve God and do his work without having to go into church ministry, whether that's, you know, parachurch or actually local church ministry. Um, so for example, a baker isn't a priest or a pastor, but Martin Luther would argue that because uh, he's making bread, God is providing food for people through him. Mm -hmm. Thus, the Christian baker is doing the work of God, even though his occupation is a secular one. Yeah. Quote, unquote, sure. secular one. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, or even a non-believing baker. I would mm -hmm. take that to the, you know, right. uh, uh, take that even further. Conclusion. Even a non-Christian baker mm -hmm. can can still be used by God. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, uh, I have a quote here from from one of his sermons. Mm -hmm. uh, it's translated from the German, obviously, but right. um, Martin Luther said this in, in one of his sermons. The prince should think, Christ has served me and made everything to follow him. Therefore, I should also serve my neighbor, protect him and everything that belongs to him. That's why God has given me this office, and I have it that I might serve him. That would be a good prince and ruler. When a prince sees his neighbor oppressed, he should think, that concerns me. I must protect and shield my neighbor. The same is true for the shoemaker, the tailor, the scribe, or reader. If he is a Christian tailor, he will say, I make these clothes because God has bidden me to do so, so that I can earn a living, so that I can help and serve my neighbor. When a Christian doesn't serve the other, God is not present. That is not Christian living. Wow. That's pretty convicting That's stuff. Great. That's great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm about to go become a tailor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become a this reader. What, yeah, clearly I missed the point. No, that's, yeah, that's, I would say that's what we're probably getting at, right? Yeah. Is following God's call in your life doesn't mean pursuing, doesn't necessarily mean right. pursuing full-time Christian mm -hmm. ministry. Rather, especially in the context where we're in, where it's increasingly impractical right. to do that. Yeah. Whatever your work is. It can be a service not only to God but also to your neighbor and to the non-Christian. Right. Which hopefully that's you know that's our goal. Yeah. One of my I'm just reminded by about one of our earlier conversations. Like some people are just really good at making money. Right. Going into business, yeah. going into deals. I think I really believe God can work through that. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can serve um, and glorify God through those means. Right. Even though you're not a pastor. Right. Yeah. Right. If you're really good at making money, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Like, if we follow Luther's line of thought, then we can do God's work even outside the right. walls of the church. Just great. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I would say that's that's great. I mean, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say on this. I mean, kind of, I guess one thing, here's just like a, I guess a little bit of an aside, but also not. Like as, as Christianity becomes less and less a socially advantageous right. like quality to have, um, I feel like that's when real followers of Christ start mm -hmm. to rise from the ranks of yeah. like the cultural yeah. Christian folks. I think there's a lot of hope for Christians, mm. right? As a as that window of the supposed window of being able to serve God becomes smaller and smaller in our cultural context mm -hmm. because of all these shifts happening in society. Mm -hmm. um, as America moves away from from civil religion, right? Yeah, right, because exactly. doing God's work is not tied to ministering within the church alone right um so if anything yeah i don't think christians should be discouraged by that or, or worry right i think they should be encouraged by it right almost and uh 
yeah strap on your boots and yeah, let's get exactly let's like create let's get creative with how yes another martin luther regard. king jr said to sweep the street as best mm. you can i mean that's in a different context that he said that sure. but it's still a yeah. yeah yeah so wow i mean that's encouraging for me it was a good conversation uh yeah. thank you thanks for tuning in thanks for listening um yeah please go ahead and and rate our podcast uh, comment ask questions unless you're gonna rate one star don't do that <laughs> please don't just email us just if you, if you don't have anything nice to say don't, don't. say anything at all <laughs> exactly <laughs> um yeah our website is up it's on the podcast description and also the episode description i believe yes um so you can ask questions uh, comments there and obviously subscribe to our podcast as well well thanks for uh, tuning in i'm reichert zalameta i'm lucas manning we'll see you next time